May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are happy to have Faithful Counseling sponsor our episodes all month long. Life is hard, and often incredibly so. Between work, schooling, parenting, relationships, and a whole host of other stressors, life can even feel unbearable. I have found that talking with a licensed and trained professional can help ease that burden. Faithful Counseling is a Christian counseling service with thousands of trained therapists across all 50 states. They are accessible through video or phone session and even chat and text. With therapists who specialize in stress, anxiety, trauma, family conflicts, and more, there's definitely a therapist for you. You can stop or switch therapists at any time. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. And they even have a special offer for listeners. Those who go to faithfulcounseling.com T-G-A-T receive 10% off their first month. You want to be the best version of yourself, and Faithful Counseling wants to help. Thank you again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring the Gospel According to podcast for the month of May. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Gospel According to podcast. Come one, come all to see the first, yes, the first and the only podcast looking at the intersection of the Christian faith and pop culture. I am Dan Ulrich, joined as always, you may know him as Bobo the Rubber Boy, that's Dave Hallahan. (laughs) I don't. What is, I don't even get the reference. It's uh, just this. It's like a sideshow character that I saw. Uh, Bobo the Rubber Boy. Bobo the Rubber Boy. Uh, yeah, or Bozo the Clown. That's maybe where my head would have gone. Uh, now everybody but, calls you Bobo the Rubber Boy. I don't know if you've never heard that before, but that's what they're saying. Everybody's saying it. Bobo the Rubber Boy. I guess I would be like especially flexible. That would be like yeah, my sideshow. You're, like con- you're a contortionist. Con- you can fit inside of a little, um, bend your fingers back. I like and... it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Bobo the rubber boy. Well, of the two of us, I am the one who can touch my toes on the podcast. So. I've been working really hard on it. I'm telling you. <laughs> and? Stretching out, the, uh, stretching out these hammies, you know, <laughs> trying to get, get you know, better squats getting below parallel and then like it uh i mean after like literally if i stretch for like half an hour like run a little bit then i can touch my toes but okay. it take it takes work it's yeah yeah it's one of those things anything worth doing is worth working <laughs> for dan and touching your toes right i'm gonna it's be up that there guy. it's near the top of the list yep soon you guy. can be bobo the rubber boy i need i need an heir apparent so <laughs> when i'm ready to hang them up yeah so dave have you ever been to the circus i have never been to the circus or even anything like tangentially related to the circus like i've never been to the rodeo uh we live close to cowtown cowtown uh they do like a rodeo thing uh yeah i know i've like I might have been to a sporting event where they had dogs catch frisbees. Does that count? Um, no, I've never been to the circus or anything like it. Magician. About... Have you seen a magician? No. <laughs> a I clown. Know. Have you been in the presence of a clown ever? I can't 
Dave, we need oh, to find okay. somebody else to have, host this podcast. Then. What are you clown, bringing to the table? I have a clown-related story. This is a good one. Um, okay. So there's a family at our church, and... Uh, they are clowns. They're... Well, hold on. And one of their relatives died. And it's just like the immediate family... <laughs> well, the immediate family goes to our church. I have a story that, about clowns. A relative no, died. It's a, it, This is the only way to set it up. Uh, so the immediate family goes to our church. Someone from the extended family passed away. And they asked if they could hold the funeral at our church. And we were like, of course you can. And um, so they're like, you know, they're there. They don't, normal funeral arrangements, you know, it's kind of a small gathering, yada, yada. And uh, I believe it was our senior pastor, like went to go into his office and there's a clown there. <laughs> Turns out the guy who had passed was a clown and uh, was a part of like a, a group <laughs> of clowns. And so uh, in his honor, one of the guys from this group was going, was showing up as a clown to, for this to funeral. smash a pie into the <laughs> casket. <laughs> he did not do that. Uh, but you like, just imagine you're at church ready to do a funeral and you walk into your office and there's a guy putting on his clown makeup. <laughs> did he have like the clown tears? Like, oh, and he should have. I wasn't actually there, so I don't, I don't know the specifics, oh, but yeah. yes, I've been to multiple circuses. Cir Cir Circai. Circai. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey mm -hmm. uh, Circus. Mm -hmm. I think they like, we were at one of the ones, I don't know if Julie won like free tickets from like a Chick-fil-A giveaway. Um, uh, the only good thing about Chick-fil-A, you know, eat at, uh. The other chicken place. Yes. Uh, yeah. You want to? I opt to bleep that out. They're not a sponsor. PDQ. <laughs> not a sponsor. PDQ chicken. <laughs> PDQ chicken. Uh, but uh, yeah, we won, and it was one of the last ones that, because I think they don't do it anymore. The last one that had like elephants and tigers and mm. whatever yeah. in it. But yeah, as a kid, we went to the circus in Philadelphia. We went to like a chintzy one near uh, Columbus Mart, where it was like a thousand degrees inside the tent because it's like 100 degrees outside. Yeah, I've been to magic shows. I had clowns at our family birthday parties when I was like five. Pinky the Clown. I still remember the song that she sang. Everybody gather around. I'll tell you what we'll do. Everybody gather. So, yeah. Nice, I'm, nice. I'm much more, uh, I'm much more uh, seasoned and qualified to speak to today's episode the gospel according to the greatest showman this is the greatest show the the i was actually listening to the soundtrack on my way to record this and it's a bop it is it really is i have one critique though the opening song right the music is I don't know if like the music is too loud or what. Like I, when Hugh Jackman does like the spoken intro part, like it's I know it's well, it's not mixed well. I, it's okay. supposed to like I think his talking. It's supposed to be quiet because it's supposed to like draw you in and then it builds. But literally, cannot hear what he's saying. Like to have the music 
be at a point that it's not making my ears bleed means I can't hear him. So they did a poor job. So the same guy that mixes uh, home movies where the dialogue is really low and then the explosions are really big so you can't watch it with kids and sleeping in the other room because you have to constantly like turn up the volume turn down the volume yes, turn up yes. the volume same, same guy, guy. same guy yep <laughs> so so dave everyone wants to know if you were a circus performer what would you do if you were in the circus if this whole podcasting gig um where you're making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars as a podcaster if that doesn't pan out uh and you have to move and join the circus what are you doing as unlikely a scenario as you paint, uh, <laughs> I will play along. Um, I would be Pobo the Rubber Boy, a <laughs> contortionist. Um, so based on like my natural talents and abilities, I don't think, I think I would have to be like the ring leader guy because I master. have, the ringmaster. I have mm-hmm. charisma, uh, but that's In about heaps. all. In heaps. That's what they say about you. <laughs> That's all that I have. Uh, I don't really have many other abilities. What would I like to do? Um, theoretically, if I like knew I was good at it and would never have to fall, the trapeze seems awesome. Like being one of the trappist, no, trapezists, uh, seems really cool. Uh, so I think I'd be down to like throw my brother one day. Yeah, I feel like that would be nerve-wracking, though, because you have to, especially if you're the one that has to catch a person, yeah, like their yeah. life is literally in your hands. Literally, yes. Yeah. And yeah. are you sweaty? you get sweaty palms? Uh, I do, but that's what the talcum powder is for. Mm-hmm. Try it Palm out. Palm sweaty, yeah. mom spaghetti. <laughs> yes, knees weak. Arms are ready. No, that's not what it says. It says arms are heavy. <laughs> oh, no. oh no arms are heavy you're gonna drop them <laughs> no uh but yeah i think my most likely landing spot would be a ringmaster which maybe says something about my pride um but also i think i just have no other like talents so uh that i would like to do trapeze that's kind of that's what i've got how about you do you feel like something calling out to you yeah the same like give me a microphone and i'll yeah. I'll introduce the yeah. other people that are much more talented than me. I can, uh, yeah, because the ringmaster, it sounds like when we say that, it could sound like we want to be we, front and center. Yeah, but we really, we're just, like we're the star, but no, no, we're just we're good hype men. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll, if I had to do something else, like give me a little bit of training, I could do, I could be a clown, I could do the physical humor of hey. falling down, making people laugh. Not not the juggling and that part of it, but just kind of like, you know, if you've seen clowns do the physical, the humor of being able to be the kind of mascot and be have a big personality, but you're not actually hearing them talk, but they're miming and things like that. I think I could pull that off. Yeah, yeah, I think I could see that. And like you add a few tricks to your up your sleeve, like juggling, you know, um, I'm not coordinated but- enough. Just you can't even you can't juggle. I can juggle three. I learned how to juggle by accident. So when Riley, you, just, you went to a store and you needed ten <laughs> apples and they were all out of bags. I, I fell asleep on a how to juggle book and I woke up and I could juggle. No, my our oldest when she was born, like when she could sit up, I would just take like three blocks and I would try to juggle and I couldn't. And every time they fell, she would laugh. So this just became like funny to her. 
you so wanted I, her to not stop laughing. So you're like, right. so I I'm can't just, let these fall. <laughs> no, I no, she would laugh when they fell. So like, yes, it, you didn't want them to fall. It was encouraging for them to fall because I was trying to get a laugh. That's what I was doing it for. I was just trying to entertain her. And then I eventually just got good at it. Uh, thankfully, awful. she got older. Um, and so then she just became impressed that I could juggle, but she's never laughed since. So that's sad, but yeah, cause you never have dropped the block <laughs> since never. I've never dropped anything since. So just three, just three. I can't do any more than that. Have you seen competitive like juggling? Like no, where they... not, I don't think that I've watched a competitive juggling competition or anything. So I it's have... kind of like, they like set up like dodgeball. Okay. And they have three pins. And they got to keep it up and then try and knock off the other team's pins. So, like, if you drop a pin, you're out. And then you're just juggling these three pins, keeping them in the air. And then if you're the last one standing, juggling. But it's, like, full contact. Like, you can hit I the like other it. person's arm. Yeah, yeah. So long as, obviously, you you know, you know risk dropping your own. I like that. Right. I did have a, a friend on my baseball team in high school who could juggle up to five. And he would... Also juggle them like overhand, like palms okay. facing down, which is like a cool, it has a different like a visual aesthetic to it as you're watching, but it was pretty, mm -hmm. pretty cool. Pretty cool. Is there anything that you would be ill-equipped the most to do? I mean, probably trapeze. <laughs> no, uh, I'll say high wire act. I don't have the best balance. Balance. Yeah. I can't. I have another one that I think I could do. Okay. Shoot me out of a cannon. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I might only be able to do it once, <laughs> but I'll do it. But you know, I think I could be daredevilish enough to. I like the idea of you being like Dan the Clown, uh, but like the cannonball guy doesn't show up for work one day, but they're like Dan. <laughs> uh, well, you gotta, we gotta, you gotta get it in the cannon. So the the episode is The Greatest Showman. And yes. Dave, why did you make us watch something so blasphemous? <laughs> is not Jesus Christ the greatest showman? Uh, I actually think you calling Jesus the greatest showman is blasphemous. Okay? Oh, really? He, he did not just come for show, okay? He was not doing magic tricks and nice illusions, Dan. It wasn't just some moral teacher. He's the son of God. Um, yeah. yeah. No, um, I I don't think Jesus has a problem with someone else being called the greatest showman. I think we'll, we'll be okay. Okay. In fact, people went to Jesus and they're like, give us a sign. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not here for your tricks. That's a Dave Halloran version. He's Luke 10, 9, Jesus says, I'm not the greatest showman. Obviously. Look it up. So, Dave, uh, what's your what what draws you to this movie besides the bopping soundtrack? Mm. Well, I mean, it is a bop of soundtrack. I know you said other than that, but I just feel like it's worth repeating again that the soundtrack is pretty awesome. Um, I think there there was a lot of good in it. I think we'll get to the question about the gospel, but I think there were a lot of themes in there that were worth for Christians are worth exploring and worth weighing 
um, you know, and just even Christianity aside, like it's just a very human story of like making something out of nothing, making something of yourself, um, chasing after your dreams, uh, having other people feel seen and welcomed. Um, and kind of, obviously it's not a linear story of like from bad to good, uh, in the movie, uh, Hugh Jackman's character, PT Barnum has some ups and downs and he has to learn some lessons about himself and about the world along the way. Um, but I think it's just a really well-told story. And then they put a really bop of a soundtrack underneath it. So are you uh, a musical guy? You like, you like your musicals? I, I've be, been becoming one, I guess. I like growing up and well into adulthood, like just they were lost on me. It was, they would annoy me more than anything else. I'm like, why do these people all know this song that they've never Cause, practiced? Because you were before? a sports guy, big macho. Yeah, it was a can, touch hey, your, yeah. can touch your toes. <laughs> I could throw this football over those mountains. Uh, I yeah probably I think there was probably something about musicals that felt effeminate to me and I'm like I can't be associated with that. Also, I have no musical ability, uh, so it was kind of like a foreign language to me. Didn't really get it. Um, it was yeah, just not realistic. But uh, in recent times, like La La Land, great uh, Hamilton. Everybody loves Hamilton, um, and then Greatest Showman. There are others, I'm sure, but lots of Disney movies you've had to partake in. It's true, yes. Having uh, three children, all girls, uh, watching all the Disney, yeah, Frozen, also both one and two, I think, have appreciable, appreciable. I appreciate their um, their soundtracks as well. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, <clears throat> I like musicals. I like <clears throat> even. Like, all you have to say is based on a true story, nah, and, like, okay. I'm usually in, and, <laughs> right. you know, we'll fact check later, like, if, you know, but based on a true story, it's, like, it's got a little more weight to it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> regardless of if they actually follow how? anything the, about it or not. how based. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, P.T. Like, Burnham, P.T. Burnham <laughs> was a person. <laughs> he existed, and circus was a thing that he did. Yes. Um, do not check any further than that. Yeah. Um, I So, Dan, I, I want to talk about the good things that I liked about this movie. But first, I'm curious what you think about this idea. Because uh, I have, there's a friend of mine who, when The Greatest Showman came up in conversation at one point, he was like, oh, like, he kind of, he was like, that movie is dumb and bad because it whitewashes like a person who was not a great person in P.T. Barnum. And P.T. Barnum does have uh, a lot of checkered history. Uh, and not like he made a great circus but did bad things behind. Like, no, the creating of the circus was maybe not the best thing. Um, the way that he exploited people, um, you know, people who uh, had dwarfism, um, he bought slaves and then like he bought, I know one story is like he bought a slave woman who was like 80 years old at the time and then like passed her off as George Washington's slave and was like 160 years old or something like that. So just like exploiting people, racial minorities, um, and deceit, you know, kind of, <laughs> yes, deceit, uh, for sure. Um, and so what do we do? What should we think? 
should we think about those types of stories? Because we we have people who have stories that are incredible, that they, they do things that last. I mean, you know, Barnum and Bailey, that's something that you and I grew up knowing and we were a hundred years after P.T. Barnum, more that. Um, so like he did something that lasted, but clearly has this checkered past and history. So how do we tell those stories? How should we tell those stories? And when they are whitewashed, because the the problems portrayed in the movie are significantly less than those in real life. What should we think about that, if anything? It's, it's definitely hard um, with every story to be told that uh, other than the greatest story ever told. Uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, every- not, got it, got it. not P.T. Barton. <laughs> uh, every other person, you know, even in the Bible, we reference multiple times that we are fallen people. And so you pry enough into somebody, they're going to fail. And the whole issue with role models in our life is that people are going to fail. And so if we put people on a pedestal or if we um i think attach too much of uh, our heart or ourselves to another person that isn't jesus christ we're going to find the failings of that and so there is it's not as black and white as sometimes people make it out to be is like you know somebody did something wrong it's like okay we can't learn anything from them we have to completely cancel them they can't you know operate anymore in in the limelight Um, And so I think there's more of a gray issue where, yes, some people, um, we can't just say the good outweighs the bad. Uh, We have to approach that uh, and put those things on the table. We can't just say they did this one bad thing. Let's throw it out um, and just look at the good things they did uh, that we have to. The failings of people, we should add that as a part of the story. Mm hmm. But it's definitely, it's definitely hard. I mean, especially with P.T. Barnum, like look at like I said in the beginning, they're not doing it anymore because um, or to the degree that they were because, OK, it's elephants and these, these animals in cages that are going around the world. It's like the sideshows of people that they're um, calling freaks and they're basically pay, you're paying to look at something that looks different and weird to 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 point at and to. Um, make this person the entirety of them about the way they look. Right. And um, de- yeah, it's dehumanizing for sure. Yeah. And, the, and you know, we've come a long way in our culture from that, that there's, you know, you can research it, that they would have um, different mine, different minorities in our country or diff- like as like zoo exhibits, mm-hmm. like, you know, that they had the, the dehumanizing the of, of people, of things being different, of not being, uh, as wonderfully celebrated as this movie portrays, but as more of kind of like the outcast, uh, the sideshows of of something to be uh, gawked at instead of em- embraced or celebrated or yeah. looked at as this is a person, not just beyond how they look. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that's those are good thoughts. I don't know that I have like a definitive. This is what we should or shouldn't do, yeah. uh, but I think. It is, it's worth considering. I think that you can, and you were kind of alluding to this, you can overreact one way or the other of like, I'm just never going to even like 
interact with this person's existence at all because it was problematic. Or you can say, yeah, well, I'm just going to gloss over all of these bad things and you know just look at the good things that they did. And there has to be some balance in that. I think when it comes to someone like P.T. Barnum, like it was 100 years old, hundreds of years ago. So it's a little bit easier to just like move past it. Um, but I think even within Christian circles today, we have pastors and leaders and teachers who I think of someone like Ravi Zacharias, who um, put a lot of good teaching out in the world. And then shortly after his death, you find out that he was a predator. And like, what do you do with that? Like, I know that a lot of people struggled with their own faith knowing that their faith was built on his teaching. And so what do we do with that? And I think it is something to wrestle with. I think we need to be honest about it um, and also give space for other people. Like other people are going to process it differently than I'm going to. And that doesn't make them wrong. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily make them right, but I have to give them their space to process that however they want. Uh, but anyway, Back and we talked more about <laughs> some of that stuff in Celebrity Pastor. We did, yes. Uh, yeah. If you want to go back and listen to that of this, not putting somebody, uh, you know, not having too much of our lives attached to a human person and um, seeking that uh, directly from Christ, directly from the Bible and not having to be uh, our identity found in another person in that way. Yeah. But uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, messages, a lot of email. People, you know, thousands have been asking me, Dave, oh, what is the gospel according to the greatest showman? Ooh, okay. The gospel according to the greatest showman. Uh, I want to, can I give a two-parter for an answer? Yeah. All right. Lay it out. I'm going to go with, there's a false gospel that in the movie P.T. Barnum discovers. I think okay. the the gospel that he is believing is that he can make something of himself. That if he just gets enough people to pay attention to him, if he gets enough butts in the seats for the circus, um, if he can garner the appreciation and the accolades of the critics and the crowds, then he will be something. His life will be worth living. And he does all of that. Uh, and then like one of the songs says, it's never enough for him that um, then he ends up, you know, leaving his, he cheats on his wife and his family kind of falls apart. And uh, eventually the business that he spent his life trying to create falls apart. And he realizes that, you know, that was never really what was making his life worth living. It was, you know, the relationships, the people that he was uh, investing in uh, and lost sight of uh, in pursuit of his own kind of fame and his own, um, you know, rise to stardom and search for significance. Um, so I think that's a, a false gospel that is kind of built and then uh, collapses within the movie. Uh, the other one uh, gospel theme that I see in there is um, the one that we've talked about a lot, which is about community, about welcoming in the outsider and the stranger. Um, I think that is what Jesus was about, was mm -hmm. looking at those who we would call the freaks, the freak shows, the outcasts, the the ones who are kind of, you know, gawked at and 
put over there and dehumanized, um, thought of not because of what they can contribute, but because, but looked at as dangerous or weird or some sort of spectacle. But Jesus welcomes them in, gives them a seat at the table. <coughs> and we're supposed to do the same thing. Uh, so I think that is the positive gospel that we see in uh, uh, The Greatest Showman, is that no matter who you are, there is a place for you. There's a community that you can belong to. And in the real world, that place should be the church. We don't always live up to that standard, but uh, that is the standard that we should be chasing after. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? <laughs> what will people do when they find that it's true? Yeah, and so uh, Luke 4 um Jesus, he's reading from Isaiah, and it's kind of his manifest of why he came. And he it reads, the Lord of the the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Uh, he speaks this in the, in the middle of the temple, and then he, he sits down and he says, on this day, you know, what you hear has been fulfilled. That, that you know, he, that's what he's come to do is to, to find those people on the, the, the outside that weren't a part of society, you know, meeting with the tax collectors, uh, meeting with those that are outside the gates, uh, healing them that they could go and worship uh, that something that they had been removed from being able to, to worship his father, that he's come to bring, bring about um, reconciliation in that way of, of valuing these people uh, and creating a space that they would, like you said, feel, feel accepted and, and get to be a, a part of the community and have, have value in and of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think of Jesus being called a friend of sinners. That right. the I think when you read through Scripture and you see Jesus when he talks about morality and like what is right, what is wrong, what's sin, what's not, Jesus has a very strict uh, moral ethic of what is right and what is wrong. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of in I think of the Sermon on Mount Matthew five, where it's like you have heard it said, but I tell you. Like Jesus is actually raising the bar of right. what is acceptable and and what is not, and yet, despite having this high bar of morality, who is most drawn to Jesus? It's the sinners. It's the ones who know that they're a mess and they're drawn to him. And I think for so many times, and at the time of Jesus, that the religious uh, establishment was the complete opposite that the only ones who felt welcomed were the ones who thought they had everything put together. And I, I know that I have been uh, pharisaical in that way. Uh, I have lived kind of that out where people, the only people who are comfortable around me are those who think they have it all together. As being a pastor at a church, I've been a part of creating that environment. And I, that is saddening. Like I think the church should be a place where the people who most want to be there are the people who so often the church is too busy condemning that they'll never walk in those doors. Um, I know Preston Sprinkle, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, but he does a lot of work when it comes to sexuality uh, and helping 
Christians kind of understand like LGBTQ issues. And he has what would be called a traditional sexual ethic that sex is uh, for marriage and sex is between a man and a woman. But he uh, is trying to live out uh, a love to people who belong to the LGBT community. And he said one time, uh, I think it was in a book that he wrote, but he said that um, Jesus's church would be filled with um, in in this setting, I think he said, Jesus's church would be filled with trans Christians. And I like had to just sit with that for a little bit because I think that made that made me uncomfortable to read. Uh, and I think would make a lot of people uncomfortable. But as I thought about it more, I'm like, mm, like that is probably true <laughs> that like the people that the church pushes away so easily would be the people most drawn to Jesus because that's what it was like 2000 years ago. And so how do we live in such a way as to to welcome those people in, not as a spectacle to gawk at, but as people who are actually welcomed uh, and who can have an encounter with Jesus. And as Christians, our, our hope, our goal, what we're seeking after should be the transformation of lives, right? That yeah. people would be... Ch- come into a, a knowledge and an understanding of the of the good news of Jesus Christ uh, of salvation and seek to be transformed and and how are people that we think need to be transformed well, you know which is all of us but you know to varying d- degrees that we see that how are they going to be transformed if they haven't heard if they're not welcomed if they're not in a place uh, where they can be loved and accepted and safe to experience the good news of jesus christ yeah yeah they i mean they won't be right how how can they be saved without hearing and so yeah and that's the fan you know in this this movie we see this kind of family dynamic this found family uh, of these outcasts that um pt barnum is 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 kind of drawing together into uh, this family of a place where they feel accepted a uh, place where they feel loved for who they are and not just for, you know, what they can do uh, in that way. Um, but this, you know, we look at Jesus's disciples, we look at who he's drawing to himself, and it's kind of the same kind of ragtag group of people that uh, if I were to pick out, you know, that we've done drafts on the show, if we were to pick out the people that we think would be the best and the, the brightest and have the most influence in those ways, it's probably not how we would assemble it. Uh, but Jesus in his understanding of, you know, more than us of, of what he's <laughs> seeking to do yeah. uh, and who he's seeking to love and how he's seeking to do it. Uh, he, you know, he highlights that and, and that points to his glory that it's like, I think about church sometimes if uh, I think Francis Chan said it before is like, I can put on a good service. Like I can go get the best musicians. Like, you know, I can put, you can put money behind and get the best sound techs and lighting coordinators. And, you know, I can get a motivational speaker and I can like have a good service uh, in that way. But is that pointing to what God can do? Or is that pointing to what we can do? Mm, yeah. Uh, in that way, if we don't allow, um, you know, people to be used by God, that it then points to him. Cause it can be like, 
yo, I, I knew that I, I knew this guy, I knew how he used to be. Mm-hmm. And now I can see the transformation that's happened in his life. It's like, man, that Dave guy did not do it on himself. Like I used to know him as, you know, Bobo the rubber boy. And uh <laughs> and now he's this way. You know, I, I knew yeah. this person in this way, and now they're changing. There has to be a God. Like this has to be real, or there has to be something else going on and be drawn to it in that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, and I, I liked what you said with the your your false gospel and that that was one of the things that I had to especially that song never be enough that is what we see people seeking after is like the the glory the money um, championships things here on this earth and it and and then finding the shallowness in it uh, the song says all the shine of a thousand spotlights all the stars we steal from the night sky will never be enough never be enough towers of gold are still too little these hands could hold the world but it'll never be enough never be Mm. enough yeah with that song and with that kind of story arc i thought about jesus's words of um what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul and Mm -hmm. i think that's the story uh, that we see portrayed in this movie is P.T. Barnum gaining the world while losing his soul. And it that catches up to you. <laughs> Eventually, you, you have everything you ever wished for and you're emptier than you were at the start. Uh, and I think in various ways and in smaller scaled ways, I think we've all experienced that where, sure. you know, I'll, I'll be happy when, my life will be satisfied when, this this or this and then we get this this and this and we're like oh man like this this wasn't all it was cracked up to be yep you get the iphone 12 and then the iphone 13 comes out uh, then boom. what do you do you know you like, buy it you gotta get the 13 obviously and your life's complete until the 14 comes out <laughs> dave i got a question yes you want to play a game do i always all right, this is one of our, our favorites, a uh, very quotable movie, uh, very uh, inspirational, leave it on your uh, AIM away message, uh, quote, <laughs> quote, uh, movie, uh, put some glitter and stars behind it and, and throw it up on your Instagram. Um, so I have some quotes from this movie, and I want to know, will it preach? Mm, let's see. All right, and so I'm going to give you a quote, and you are going to tell me if it's going to preach. And now uh, we had Joe Ash on for the Ted Lasso, and he might have um, put in your head that uh, some things cannot be preached. And I just want you to put that to us to the side and try to make it work. You know. All right, we'll we'll, right. we'll do our best. Let's try to make it work. And bonus points if you can tell us the setting in which you're going to give. Is this okay. a sermon series? Are you doing a, a kids ministry? Is this a retreat? Um, thing men's retreat um thing uh you can tell us the context all right so this first one comes from hugh jackman as pt barnum comfort is the enemy of progress will it preach comfort is the enemy of progress yes that'll preach let's go on to the next one no uh (laughs) i would say the setting for this one i'm gonna do this one on stewardship sunday nice um, and so we're starting a new financial giving campaign, but also we're looking to 
like have volunteers as we head into the new year. We're for tired of different... meeting in this big tent. We want to build a building. <laughs> yes. Uh, for we're looking for volunteers, you know, for our our ever growing kids ministry, and uh, you know, we're we're falling into that trap of twenty percent of people doing eighty percent of the work, and so we want to encourage more people to to step in, and so uh, we're going to tell them that comfort is the enemy of progress, and God's got us moving forward, and we need you to help us get there. Yeah. And God's drawing you out of your comfort zone uh, and kind of you could probably throw in kind of how we were saying, too, that uh, God uh, wants to work through you, that sometimes we just need to be um, a tool, which people have told you a lot, Dave, um, that you that you are. Um, Sometimes we just need to be. I don't think that's what they meant. (laughs) (laughs) We, We need to be open to letting God use us and and being okay with like, okay, I don't feel qualified to do this, but if there's a need and God's calling me to do it, well then, you know, I can step up and be uncomfortable a little bit and, and be able to be used uh, by God for his glory. It's good. Good. So get your, get your checkbooks out, everybody. Don't be comfortable. (laughs) This one's by Jenny. 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 (laughs) Uh, when you're careless with other people, you bring ruin upon yourself. Will mm. preach. Mm. When you're mm. careless mm. with other people, you bring ruin upon yourself. That sounds like it could be from Proverbs. Okay. So I'm going to say it'll preach. Uh, I'll do some research and see if I can find some Proverbs that are saying something uh, similar. similar to that. But yeah, I think... Um, you know, what What we see in Jesus is a care for other people. Um, and and bringing it back to Joe Ash and our episode with Ted Lasso, we talked a lot about that, that like, what is the win? It's having other people be included and a part of that move forward, not just getting to the goal, but getting there with people and helping them feel included in that way. Um, and you know, Jesus includes the disciples and um, and so many other people in his ministry. But yeah, I think people matter most. And so we need to, to make sure that that is exemplified and shown. Um, and so we can't be careless with other people. Yeah, and I think especially as pastors, uh, it can... It can the temptation is to sometimes use people. I, I mean, it could be not just pastors, but anything. It's like you see people as a means to an end. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you just see a person as uh, their gifting or, or a person as um, how they can help you out or how they can help your church out or your career out. Uh, and in that way, our intentions are wrong in dealing with somebody that, okay, um, you know, this person, like, what can I get out of this relationship? And we might be too flippant with that. Or, you know, teenagers out there listening that, you know, part of the idea of of dating that we want to be careless with people's emotions that, you know, when we're, when we're, when we're dating each other, that we're not careless with our own heart being opened up to something, but we're not also careless with other people's hearts and, and lives and, in that way yeah. that it will it will eventually 
yeah, turn on I, us. I think there's just a pra- there's a practical fallout to being careless with other people. When you're careless with other people, people eventually stop being around you, and mm-hmm. then you're by yourself, which is a way to be ruined because we're built for a community. Yeah, and not necessarily that. I mean, that part of it that might not preach is that the the reason why we shouldn't be careless with other people isn't that we don't want ruin on ourselves, right? Right, right. We shouldn't be careless with other people because we should be loving and, and careful and kind and uh, with people. I think, uh, all right, I've got a Bible verse for that one now. Okay. just came to me. But uh, Matthew 25, where Jesus talks about what you did for the least of these. Um, and now I know we have to take the whole scope of scripture into account. But if you just zoom in on that, uh, Matthew 25, like the stakes for how you treat other people are eternal life or eternal punishment. Um, and so you literally bring ruin to yourself (laughs) if you are careless to others, according to Jesus, Matthew 25. So if you disagree with me, send your emails straight to Jesus. Yes. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hush. All right. I don't know what that sound effect was. <laughs> that was the 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 whip. Uh, <laughs> yes, the devil's, yes. The devil's whip. Uh, P.T. Barnum, once again, no one ever made a difference by being like everyone else. Hey, I like this well, one. This will preach. This is actually, this is going to be a sermon series, um, okay. and it's going to be on uh, the unique traits of different people, from scripture that God has used you know, throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones who have like stood out, I think of uh, like Daniel, Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego, um, and the way that they set themselves apart from everyone else that they were around, the way that God used them. Um, think of the crazy figures of like the, the prophets, John the Baptist, um, the disciples, um, and just how they stood apart when they stopped being like those around them is when they were able to be used by God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes conformity, uh, I mean, we speak to, to youth a lot about not, do not conform to the patterns of this world, you know, but be transformed by Christ. And sometimes that is being different, uh, acting different, not for the sake of, of acting different, not, you know, being edgy and trying to be different like everybody else, uh, but actually uh, being holy, you know, what is the called out ones uh, that we we're as church to be, be called out of uh, like everyone else. If what everyone else is doing is not of God. All right. Letty Lutz says, don't start acting sensible now. Will it preach? (laughs) I like it. Um, Yes, it will preach. And uh, certainly this is one where this could be misused. But uh, I'm going to say this is used in a sermon or sermon series based around fear and the way that... uh, we use fear as a, a or we use sensibility as like a cover for our fears that mm-hmm. we won't do this or we won't try that because we're afraid, but we 
dress it up as, well, I'm just being practical or I'm just being safe or whatever. Um, but God calls us to the end of ourselves um, and calls us to, as you said earlier, step out of our comfort zones, often calls us into uh, potentially dangerous or like things that we think are dangerous um, and calls us to step into that uh, in faith. Um, and so don't start being sensible now. Follow the the wild, untamed spirit. Uh, and you could even mix metaphors and bring C.S. Lewis into it and the the quote everybody loves from Chronicles of Narnia of who said anything, who said anything about safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This could be your benediction to your uh, stewardship campaign earlier. (laughs) There you go. We're going to pass out the giving cards. (laughs) Don't Don't start start sensible now. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Add an extra zero on there. Don't start acting sensible now. Uh, All right. Last one to go with. This is PT Barnum. The show must go on. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah. This is preach. your. This is for your uh, clown funeral. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. This okay. That actually. Thank you for saying that because that helps me with the direction here. Uh, this is to pastors and leaders of the church, teachers of the church. Uh, this is like a training for them, and the show must go on. And so. When you're preparing for a funeral, you walk into your office and there's a clown there. Reason enough to go home, pack it in, call it a day. But the show must go on. Uh, If you are preaching, this is completely hypothetical. If you're preaching and someone shouts something out in the middle of it, uh, the show must go on. You got to you got to keep going. Um, You know, if someone spills their coffee in the front row and an overzealous deacon grabs the mop bucket and moves rows of chairs to start mopping it up. The show must go on. Has that uh, happened? That has happened in our church before. Yes. <laughs> so true story to interject here. We used to, uh, had a young adult service at my past church, uh, that was in the like fellowship hall type area. And so they had like a, a, a breakfast in between the services and so at the end of um in at when that ended in the middle of me preaching somebody's bringing these like chafing dishes in <laughs> it was like clink 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 <laughs> like just walking in as if nothing was going on as if they're you know whatever they were doing is the most important thing in the world uh they got to put away these chafing dishes at the like closet in the front of Fair where enough. i'm preaching just walking by everybody uh, but yeah. good times anyway, do not uh do not grow weary mm. uh in doing uh good uh yes use yes that scripture for in it. due season yeah you will reap yeah yeah very good Thank you all for listening to the Gospel According. Thank you to all the tea gatherers out there. Remember to follow us on all social media platforms that have existed or have ever existed, or maybe a new one that's come out uh, since you've listened to this. Good. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Tickety Talk. We are on YouTube. If you're wondering kind of the facial expressions we're making, if you want to see what different costumes that Dave uh, where sometimes if you want to see the background of how his house renovation is going, uh, you're going to want to watch on YouTube. Uh, so you can see that, uh, uh, you can 
find us on Carney Space uh, at TGAT Podcast. Thank you for sharing this uh, with your friends, with your family. Thank you for interjecting uh, this into conversations that you have. Oh, I heard this on a podcast um, before. Uh, sharing that with your family, with your friends, with Sandy Perkis, who joined the circus. Do you know what movie that's from? Is that from Saving Silverman? <laughs> it is. <laughs> nice. Sandy Perkis. <laughs> nice. You can also send us a mailbag question on our any of those socials or by emailing tgatpod at gmail.com. We'd be happy to read and answer that question on air or on an IG Live if we ever get back to doing that. Uh, but do your part in obeying the Great Commission by helping us spread the gospel according to podcast one great way to do that is by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen which we have a new one uh also including multiple exclamation points this one is from uh hyg which i'm gonna guess is hope youth group but i don't know hope youth group lakeland uh, and they said wow with two exclamation points this is a fantastic podcast that provides a great merge between the gospel and life today. And so if you want to know how to best merge the gospel and life today, keep on listening. If you have friends who you're like, they need help merging, even if they need help merging driving, then have them listen to this podcast and we will do our part to help them. Thank you, uh, HYG Lakeland, for that review. Be sure to leave your own review, and you can hear it here next week on your favorite Hump Day podcast. This was the Gospel According to the very great, but maybe not greatest showman. The greatest show, problematic showman, the, the most problematic showman. I have to go run and grab. I forgot to plug the computer, and it's gonna die. I'll be back in two minutes. <clears throat> Should we end or you want to do another game? It's kind of. All right. The other ones kind of would be kind of rehashings kind of stuff we ever did. I was going to have you make a circus out of. Uh... But the name of it was Circus with a Purpose. This was the Gospel According to... The very great, but maybe not greatest, showman. The greatest showman. Problematic showman. The, the most problematic showman.